Welcome to Straight Talk with your host, Patty Foster. With me today on Straight Talk with Patty, I welcome Dr. Michael Arthur. Thank you, Patty. Really happy to be here and appreciate you taking the time. Great. Thanks so much. And would you please introduce that wonderful lady beside you? Oh, my Lord. This is, uh, this is Kendra, uh, my lovely wife. We've been married for 27 years. Uh, best friends. Uh, a little bit cliche, but it's true. Um, just love hanging out, and I'm thankful that she's with us here today. And how grand to have a best friend through the difficulty of traumatic brain injury. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Uh-huh. Great to have you here. So as we start off, I want you to tell our audience, our family audience, in Facebook land, hello everyone. Hello. And for Straight Talk with Patty, as we'll air this around the world to give hope and help to people who try to deal with not only brain injury, but any adversity. So as we start off, just for a few seconds for each uh, question, let's spend some time just giving them a little background about what happened and the book, about what, what's going on that led to the book. And as you do, Michael, start us off by giving us at least one life lesson you've gained through this tough time. Well, uh, Kendra and I, uh, like I said a minute ago, have been married for quite a few years, and we've supported e- each other in our educational endeavors and so forth and work environments and um, I just finished earning my doctorate degree and was on top of the world, excited. And uh, so uh, I was offered a position almost immediately in, in uh, a little town near Ogden, Utah. And so I was going through training as the new vice principal of this school. And it was a school build. It was, it was actual, actually going through the process of being built. And then uh, two weeks after we arrived in Utah from Oregon, which was a big move for us, mm-hmm. Uh, we were we were kind of on the top of the world. We were we were getting a, a pay raise. Uh, we were getting uh, a beautiful area in which to live, with the Wasatch Mountains seemingly reaching to the sky, just honoring the Lord. And we were just amazed and excited. And then uh, two weeks after arriving, I just finished a training, and I'm going through a an intersection in Ogden, 30th and Wall. And there was an old craftsman style house sitting on the left side. And as we know as drivers, there are times when there's an obstruction. This, this uh, particular home set very close to the street. And the house didn't encroach upon the road. It was the other way around. The cities grow, the streets get bigger. And so this house was right there. And I just started to cross into the intersection. And I felt something was amiss. I, I could just feel it. And you know what I'm talking about. And But in your case, obviously, it was different. But I sensed that something was wrong, and I had just enough time to look over, and I saw that the car was coming directly, not toward the front or rear portions of the car, but right into my body. And there wasn't time to fight or flight. There was no time to think about my wife or children or call out to God. I mean, it was immediate. And so I, I just you know, held on as tight as I could. The accident was over in three seconds three-car accident. So I tried to open the door, couldn't, obviously, crawled over the console, got out of the vehicle from the passenger side, stood up on the street, and then I thought, wow, what's going on here? I just got T-boned at full speed. I'm alive. And I, you know, as a former EMT, I'm doing, you know, the primary and secondary surveys on myself, and I'm thinking, (laughs) what's going on? 
this shouldn't be. And so, you know, shortly thereafter, heard the sirens coming and felt good for a few hours. And it was actually several hours later as we were driving past the, the Utah State Capitol building that we were admiring the grandeur of the building. And we were just overwhelmed. And I was uh, trying to, sorry for the philosophical entreaties here, but I was waxing philosophical. And it was right at that moment that I started to stumble on my words. And we started to panic. I mean, I, the more I talked, the more my words became garbled. And so we thought I was having a stroke because we didn't know anything about uh, traumatic brain injury. And so we immediately called our doctor. And then several weeks following that accident, more symptoms started to show up and, and more pronounced. And, and it, that was the beginning of our journey. And here we are. Amazing, Amazing how things come together and how it leads and, and all the life lessons that you gain through these moments. So as we continue on, you said your book is really a narrative of your experiences that you yes. went through. And you talked about your post-concussion syndrome. Why don't you break it down? Maybe there are a lot of people not familiar with exactly what do you mean when you say post-concussion syndrome? What does this involve in your book, which is called? Embracing Hope After Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding Eden. Uh, and the Finding Eden part relates to two days before the accident, there's a little town of about 600 people, mountain town, near the uh, Powder Mountain Ski Resort. Beautiful. I mean, perfect for falling in love all over again. And we're both romantics, and so we're going through there two days before the accident. Uh, and so the reason the subtitle is Finding Eden is because we were joyous. We'd already gone through hardships in life, as everyone does. We'd lost loved ones, financial setbacks. We were ready to go, and it was our new start. And we just thank God that it was our turn didn't happen that way. So that through line, if you will, through the book is about me finding my own Eden and my own heart and life and accepting that things are different now. And so that's kind of woven throughout the story. But yeah. You know, even talking about finding things, how they're woven differently than you expected. Kendra, why don't you give us your perspective from a caregiver, care partner's perspective of how suddenly things have changed never expected no no and every day has its own set of challenges but we do it every day i get up and we just start our day and and take it one day at a time that's just all we can do that's a great way of saying it one day at a time right and then she she doesn't include all the details because she's being polite here this afternoon but there's a lot of uh, symptoms that come along with post-concussion syndrome, and one of, the, one of which is the uh, irritability. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something that you can't control always. And so we, we had to, this dear lady uh, stuck with me through all of these different stages of this post-concussion syndrome. And I'm still learning about it. I'm not by any means adept at post-concussion syndrome, but with friends like y'all, mm-hmm. uh, and especially with, with uh, Dr. Adams uh, recently explaining more about post-concussion syndrome. It's helping me to understand what's going on a little better. So important. It shows how we need each other. Right. I agree. And speaking of Dr. Adams, she's on the other side of the camera right now. Dr. Adams, founder, president of Hope After Brain Injury. She may want to share some as we wrap up our time together just about the importance of counseling coming together to help walk one another through this. She's putting together a wonderful series that's going to address the real life needs on the level that meet people where they are in the whole counseling 
and for caregivers, care partners, survivors, healthcare staff through the entire process, short term and long term. So on that note, let's talk about another aspect that is becoming more known and you hear more often, PTSD. Right. I understand this is very connected to you in your family. Why don't you tell us more about the four letters? What do they actually stand for? And talk with us about how that is so connected to you and in the book. Post-traumatic stress disorder is, is a serious condition in which I didn't think uh, previously that I thought it was more of a, a strength and emotion kind of a reaction. You can will it to not what not happen. But um, as a former EMT from many years ago, I, I saw a lot of things uh, while out in the ambulance, and I never st- struggled with PTSD. But just that three seconds of, uh, of a car accident, and then I found myself having big struggles with it, especially with Kinder, you know, just being a passenger with any driver and having just dramatic reactions to just someone in front of you putting on their brakes. I mean, it's really difficult to describe. As far as my daughter, um, she went to Iraq along with her her husband, and this was uh, several years ago, but they were both exposed to, to war or in a war arena. She lost her husband. He passed away from injuries he sustained while serving in Iraq. And so she's been dealing with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And, and I'm sure, I, I can't explain why, but there's a connection between both the emotional trauma that she experienced with losing her husband, but yet having to be exposed to some pretty traumatic events that I talk about in the book. And so she still is dealing with PTSD, and it's a, it's a long, dark battle. I mean, there's, there's a lot of depression, and there's a lot of depression with the post-concussion syndrome. So you kind of, I guess it's all kind of interwoven. And the, the darkness that, that overcomes you with uh, either traumatic brain injury and or post-traumatic stress disorder is intense. It's very, very dark, and you have to find that, that cornerstone in your life that, that bit of light. Um, I could provide an example. I'm not sure how long the, the interview is going to be. Uh, well, the story's longer than that, but I'll just tell you that uh, God, I, in my life as a Christian, I have uh, my cornerstone. My thing when things are really dark is to look to that light and to put my hope there, and, and that has carried me through. And it's been the common theme, and it's a theme in this book as well. So, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's a wonderful common thread. Oh, thank you. And, you know, Kendra, before we pass on, as you talked about the depression that goes so often with PTSD, as a wife, as a caregiver to your husband, talk with us about what helps you to cope with that whole depression aspect, not only from his perspective, but your perspective as a caregiver. You know, and and it's hard because it doesn't matter what you do or, or what you say. You can't fix it but you can encourage and I find for us to get up and get out change of scenery that is super helpful so hey let's go for a walk let's let's take the dog out let's let's go down to the park but just something to change where you currently are has been a big help for us good so that's change in a positive way absolutely that's awesome well let's continue on and talk about some more about change because As you talked about, that your book is going to be at nine chapters. It culminates, chapter nine, as you said, from kind of a medical perspective. Talk with us about Hope After Brain Injury. Dr. Dina Adams, founder, president. And this time that we're having together will be on their website 
and all the different social media aspects as well as mine, pattyfoster.com, because how important it is that we get out the word, just like you're doing through the book. So again, the name of the book, you can Google, Embracing Hope After Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding Eden, because finding hope is so intricately vital. Yes. From your perspective, give us some insight about this chapter nine medically culminating your complete embracing of hope after traumatic brain injury. Give us some insight into what makes up chapter nine. Well, chapter eight was the last chapter that I wrote, and that was a culmination of, you're speaking to chapter nine, correct? Um, Chapter eight is a culmination of how I actually found Eden, so to speak, in my own life. And then chapter nine goes into the clinical perspective. Dr. Dina Adams did a wonderful job in writing that chapter and and bringing out uh, some of the latest research and so forth related to that. But I would like to read a really short quote, if I could, and this relates to the whole process of of the brain injury and the road uh, Mm. to recovery. So a proper focus springs in the light. Find a way to incorporate optimism into your life. It's that deep and abiding place where resolve is found. When you truly accept the journey before you, and if it's, even if it's the most challenging of circumstances, it's the first of many steps on your road to healing, healing for your body, your soul, and your spirit. Find your resolve and settle there. Run to hope and never let go. So this is, um, I really appreciate Dr. Adams bringing in that culmination from a clinical perspective, not being uh, having a clinical background. And then she talks about the various struggles that one would, and a family, would go through with uh, post-concussion syndrome, you know, PTSD, the depression, and all of these different issues. And she does a very, very excellent job in giving perspective to going through that. Yeah. And, you know, even with that perspective, what a great need it is. Talk with us from your perspective, Kendra, the family of that perspective dealing with the whole aspect of this journey. What are things that have helped you along or things you've struggled with and what has actually helped you to go through to come out on the other side? So because this is not something that you see on the outside, the traumatic brain injury is all on the inside. So family don't see, they They might hear him stutter or stumble or lose his spot or be a little sad, but they don't understand. And so for me, I've come alongside of him and tried to be that person that explains what's going on so that our family can understand. And how much we need you to be our eyes for us, our because there's so much that we overlook. We don't sense and we don't realize we don't see it. So having someone to be alongside us that we trust, safe, that safe place, how vital, how vital. Right, and it takes a very patient person. I've, I've read the uh, separation, divorce rates are pretty high, and I feel blessed to have someone like Kendra in my life, and just going through those dark places and experiencing the intense pain, the forgetfulness, and there are different symptoms that can be interpreted, interpreted rather by mm-hmm. A significant other as dislike or, or a number of, of other things that are not good. But Kendra just trusted that I, I was still there somewhere when the symptoms were intense. And she just, I don't, I don't, I honestly, I don't know how she did it. It's there's mm-hmm. something, I think, I think it just boiled down to love mm-hmm. because I'm not sure what the answer is to, to make it work 
through this kind of situation where she's not getting her needs met mm-hmm. off and on. Because the symptoms, and this is a point I'd like to make really quickly if it's okay. The symptoms are not there all the time. And you don't know how intense they're going to be, and you don't know how the, long the, the duration is going to be. And so it goes away, and you think you're healed. And so you go through this emotional journey. And so you'll, you'll have intense symptoms for a few weeks. You get better and better and better, and then you're at level one or two out of ten scale. Thank God I'm healed. And then a little anxiety or, or stress, and it comes flooding back. And, and it's just a, it's a journey that's hard to describe, and it's even harder to describe for a significant other because it's hard for others to even believe. Well, it's a mild traumatic brain injury. Well, that's a, a bit of a misnomer, and it's, it's maybe not labeled the best because the journey is anything but insignificant. And so to have someone who's, who's willing to be there and just trust that everything's going to be okay in the long run is huge. How much we need that, yes, to walk along, because there's nothing mild about it along the process. Right, I agree wholeheartedly. As we continue on, talking about your book, Embracing Hope After Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding Eden. Rutledge Press in England, they have put together a series, you said. They have. Yeah. Tell us about this series, After Brain Injury, Survivor Stories, and how did yours come about to connect with Rutledge, and how did this whole pathway start? Well, it was really surprising, uh, Patty, because I I didn't really fit into their their niche, I guess, because there's, I believe, 19 or 20 now uh, books, and there's one coming by Dr. Adams in the very near future. But they're all from a clinical perspective by people who work in the clinical environment. That's not me. I also had a traumatic brain injury. Uh, These are different types of brain injuries. But I don't come from that background. I have a doctorate of education. So I I presented my story to Rutledge, and I was pleasantly surprised that they, they agreed to look at it. And so my book's a little bit different than the others. It's more of an emotional, the, the emotional roller coaster aspect of it throughout the journey. And then thank the Lord for, for uh, Dr. Adams who brought in, tied it all together from the clinical perspective. But I believe all the other books are clinical mostly. So if people would like to actually purchase the book, what are some different ways that they can go about this? Well, as you said, it's available all over the world. Uh, you can go to Barnes & Noble online. You can go to, um, I forget some of the other names. You can go to Amazon. It's there as well. World of Books. I mean, it's, it's just about everywhere in just about every country. So you just key in Embracing Hope After Traumatic Brain Injury is all you'll need. And you'll see a whole bunch of options pop up. If you do go to the publisher site, I believe a 20% discount off the original price. Use the code ASM01, and they'll knock some, some of the price up there. What is that publisher site? Routledge.com, and then just key in the title there. So it's R O U T L E D G E.com, and then just key in the title. Nice, nice. So if people want to get in touch with you to ask you a question or to have you come and speak with you, Kendra, as well. How do they go about this? What are some different ways? The best way to get a hold of me would be at dr.mikearthur at outlook.com. Uh, that's dr for doctor. dr.mike, excuse me, <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought here. Okay, dr.mikearthur at outlook.com, and I'll answer the email. Okay, all right. 
And Kendra, do you have an email or some way they can touch base with you as a caregiver? As a caregiver, yes. You could go to mkarthur underscore 2000 at yahoo.com. Okay, great. Thanks so much. And again, tell us the name of the book and your name as well and spell that so they can have that one more time. Okay, the name of the book is Embracing Hope After Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding Eden. My name is Mike Arthur. M-I-K-E-A-R-T-H-U-R. And we're proud Texans. Uh, we've been in Texas for five years. That's another story. We, we went to accept the job in Utah, but after the accident, we needed a fresh start. And so here we are. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> Good beginning. One never knows. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Before Dr. Adams comes to tell us about the next book she's putting together with, awesome, with yes. Routledge as well, What about any closing comments or things that you would like to really point out for others to remember from this point forward? I think for me, the biggest thing, I have a lot of pride like any other person, uh, and I, but I shed a lot of tears. And there's a lot of darkness when you have a brain injury. Dr. Adams can do a test to the depression that comes along with it. But there is hope and you need to have hope. You have to hold on to hope. For me, it was Christ. People have different faiths. But you need that cornerstone for your philosophical building, if you will, and you need to be holding on to it, even if it's the dimmest of lights, because it does get extremely challenging. And But there is hope, and there is another day. The sun does come up and warm your face after a cold night. It's just really important to find that place where you can find your resolve and settle in peace. It's just, it has to happen. Wonderful. Kendra? I'd like to say also that in this book, there's a lot of encouragement all the way through it. So you, it is something that you are able to read through and, and through his stories and what he's gone through, there's things that you can apply to your own life. And um, there is, like you said, that hope that you can grab from it. But it's also encouraging as you're reading through it. And maybe it'll be a little bit of help for something that you're going through. Yeah. What a vitamin. Encouragement vitamin. Yes. I need so much. Amen. Yes. 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 Well, Dr. Adams, why don't you come and join us here? Thank you. I I so appreciate you, Patty, you, Michael, and you, Kendra, because you all three are a testament of God's faithfulness, and all three of you are trophy of His grace. So I just want to thank you for that. So as we wrap up, Dr. Adams, with Hope After Brain Injury, you're finishing up your book with Routledge about counseling. What a huge need to help caregivers, individuals, healthcare staff to better know how to connect to individuals with brain injury. Tell us about your book in the making. Thank you. It's called Christian and Faith-Based Counseling for Brain Injury Survivors. Techniques for Families and Survivors. So it's it's going to be a neat book. It's the only faith-based book on how to counsel from that perspective, be it Christian, Jewish, or whatever. We go through the whole gamut of the different emotions, depression, anxiety, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, loss. And then it culminates in finding purpose, mm-hmm. which is so, so mm-hmm. essential. Thank you, Dr. Dina H. Adams, founder and president of Hope After Brain Injury and their website, hopeafterbraininjury.org. Again, Dr. Adams' book, Christian and Faith-Based Counseling for Brain Injury, Techniques for Survivors and Families. Today, we've been getting to know brain injury survivor Dr. Michael Arthur, brave author of the book, 
Embracing Hope After Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding Eden. A special thank you to Dr. Arthur, his wife Kendra. Thank you very much. And thank you. And again, Dr. Dina H. Adams, who gave such an incredible clinical perspective in Dr. Arthur's book to truly help others embrace hope after traumatic brain injury. I'm Patty Foster, thanking you for joining us for this episode of Hope After Brain Injury and Straight Talk with Patty. Thanks for listening to Straight Talk with your host, Patty Foster. Patty is a motivational speaker, writer, musician, and has an amazing testimony of God's faithfulness. For more information, log on to www.pattyfoster.com.